Hello and welcome to the Earthed Podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health and well-being. We will be talking all things mind, body and spirit, along with anything in between that feels aligned to the improvement of ourselves or our environment. I am your host, Emily Shine, kinesiologist, spiritual development mentor and intuitive. This podcast is meant to educate, inspire and empower you to live your life to the fullest. I am so excited to have you here. Now let's get to today's show. and welcome to the Earthed Podcast. Today's special guest is Tiani Vidler. I first came across this incredible woman at a Conscious Leaders event recently, where I had the pleasure of being able to hear her speak about all things astrology. Now, I've been in this industry for over 10 years, and I grew up with an auntie who was an astrologer. So I know I've heard a lot about astrology over my time, but this woman, she takes it to a whole other level. She really lifts the lid on things like I've never experienced before. And I just love her grounded energy and her no bullshit approach to life. And I was just so honored to be able to interview her on today's podcast. So just to elaborate a little bit on Tiani and her background, I just wanted to read out a little bit of a blurb about her from her website, her bio, if you will. And she says that for nearly 20 years, this has been my way, my path, my medicine, and it is my honor, drive and joy to awaken people to their truest potential with self-seeking tools such as astrology, numerology, liquid crystals, self-inquiry and so much more. I love to walk hand in hand, heart to heart with you, leading you back home where you can call off the search to find yourself and to just show up and be yourself. She says we are the creators of our own lives and she believes that when we awaken and live consciously, we can create phenomenal phenomenal lives for ourselves. She says that everything we desire to know we already have within us and this is the foundation of her work. So I was so excited to have this conversation with her. We delve into some really interesting topics about not only astrology, but also the current climate. And you won't want to miss this episode. It's well worth listening all the way to the end. Okay. Hello, Tiani, and welcome to the Earth Podcast. Hello, beautiful. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. So, Tiani, I wanted My to start. My pleasure. Oh, thank you. I wanted to start today just by asking you a few questions. And the first one, I, I have just discussed um, some of the things that you do and, and the areas of genius that you sort of uh, play in. But I just wanted to ask you a little bit about what lights you up as a person. Um, as a person astrology lights me up um that's my be all and end all it's been lighting me up for decades um joy uh nature all of the very 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 simple things to be honest it's nothing complicated I think life is really easy and I live a very easy life so the just being in alignment you know that's my compass and my family and food and simple 
just the simple daily acts of this magic, this practical magic that we get to live in. That's truly just the way I operate in my everyday life. So that's what, that's what keeps me lit. You know what I mean? It keeps me lit up. So it's never sort of those external things that make me feel good. It's always me just constantly being lit up from the inside. It's sort of, I had a, Susanna Frioni, I had a podcast with her uh, a while ago and she said, it's like, you're always simmering. And I said, yeah, I'm always simmering. I'm not like going out. My flame doesn't go out. It's always there. And that's because I think life's incredible. So life is really what lights me up. That's beautiful. I love that. And it, it so is what comes from us internally because a lot of us fall into that trap where we're constantly looking for something external to ourselves to make us happy, whether it's a job or a, or a boyfriend or a, or a you know, family member or a child even. And then we find out that things don't always go to plan. And when they don't go to plan, we're still living with that disappointment instead of going internally and, and looking within ourselves. So it's really cool. Has life always been easy for you to or is that something you figured out along the way? Um, that's a great question. Um, look, I have a natural disposition of joy and happiness. You, my story is pretty profound. Uh, you know, not a great upbringing, mother abandonment. You know, I was pregnant at 16. I had my daughter when I was 17. I ran away from home. I smoked some pot. And whilst it might look like it's been hard and at times I've been homeless and and yeah there have been difficult pressure pressure points in my life that could be deemed or perceived as hard I think because I have been consciously awake creating my vocabulary wouldn't ever say that it was hard and in my own astrology chart, I have a very strong signature of being my own healer. So I've not ever seeked outside or ever thought of myself as a victim or poor me. So whilst I was going through those things in what seems like 58 lifetimes ago now, I can still merge with that and talk about that story from my heart vulnerably. But the words that I use are not ever hard. I think that hard and I mean, I, I'm saying easy, but I suppose I mean flowing, you know, yeah. because of the work that I've done, my life is flowing and it's seamless and it's effortless. There are still hard parts of it because I'm a human, <laughs> you know, I'm very fucking <laughs> alive. I'm very fucking <laughs> real in this physical meat bag suit that I've got. So when I'm, you know, flawed and crying for a month, that, it's all a part that of it, ego isn't it? shattering is just yeah it's just that yeah. level at leveling up it's just that process of shattering another layer yeah uh, but ultimately I suppose I'm a very resilient person and I don't and I've never looked at it as hard or oh my gosh I've been through so much it's just all always brought me to this point and whilst nurturing that inner child who missed out on so much that doing a lot of work with that over the eight, last 18 months has really helped me to, um, cause I sort of poo pooed in a child work for a long time because I've been doing <laughs> this for 20 years. I sort of, I've done all of this stuff, done, done, done. And, um, and then it sort of has come back. So prevalent for me, that little girl who really was sad and alone and, and not, not in a great place and that she is still resides there and I and welcoming her in. So, it's been a beautiful, magical ride. And I think that when you're in alignment, life is easy and 
when you can let go of perceived perceptions of certain things and sort of live in the quantum that there's so much illusion and that none of it's real and process things as they come up and not hold on to things for 58 years. You know, everyone loves to hold on to their stories. Um, for me, that's the flow. That's the alignment. That's the ease. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few things that I, I love in that. And one of them was the emphasis on words and how we speak and what we're putting out into the into the universe. When we say, yes, we've gone through, um, you know, various amounts of challenges, but through those challenges, we've really been able to grow and step up and level up. But just using a different terminology around life can put a whole new energetic vibration around how it's encapsulated. And I really, really, really loved that um there was something else I wanted to speak to too but now it's completely gone so I'll come back around to it (laughs) so tell me how did you get into astrology and numerology what was the pull there for you uh so pretty much I'm born on the 9th of May I'm a Taurus hello all of my fellow Taurians um I have lots (laughs) of planets in Taurus um but just being born on the 9th my whole life as a young child I just was like that means something that nine means something. Uh, little did I know at nine years old that I'm actually a master number 33. Uh, that's my, you know, that's my life, life path number, which is 33, which just makes so much sense because my astrology is all very Venus ruled. Um, so pretty much since I was nine, to be honest, I think that that's really interesting that that's been the number. Uh, nine, born on the ninth, you, in, it was year five for me that I got really interested and I've just always loved. And as a child, you know, we only know sun signs, which everyone calls star signs, but we only know, oh, you're a Taurus and I'm a Leo and you're a Virgo, yada, yada. But that was the first thing that I cared about when I met someone because I wanted to study them. I wanted to understand them. I'm like, oh, if I know you're an earth sign, I'm going to really get along with you and I'm going to really understand you. Oh, you're a fire sign. So that's going to maybe challenge me. And, and then as I evolved and got older and understood astrology more and all the archetypes and that we are actually all of the signs, you start to integrate this beautiful whole embodied system of astrology where we are all of it. And astrology for me is just this absolute understanding and acceptance of the human race. I mean, yeah, we can still be judgy assholes, like we're not perfect, but (laughs) um, ultimately when there's acceptance towards other people, because I understand astrology I understand what's going on for them. So, you know, it's a lot harder to be an asshole, right? Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) And I love Um, that. It's just been my biggest passion. I love that um, terminology of be, us being all of the signs and, and I know that particularly the ones that are, are the most forthcoming are the moon and the ascendants and the sun. Is that correct to say or would you say yep. that they're all as equal as each other? Oh, look, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm slightly biased. I have my favourite planets and so on and so forth and what I love the most. But um but ultimately, yeah, your sun, moon and ascendant are definitely the three that we are all interacting with every single yeah. day. Like they're the main ones. Um, but really we're speaking, that's Mercury, you know, the way we love, that's Venus, you know, our yeah. drive, that's Mars. So they're all very much a part of our everyday life. Yeah. Um, and to understand them is just like watching a Christmas tree be lit up. It's just all of a sudden everything falls into place and you understand yourself from a whole different karmic level. I mean, it's all karma. And, you know, as an astrologer, I I teach my students or my clients that, you know, A, um, I think Linda Goodman says that 
that love can conquer, you know, full-on karma when it comes to the chart, but also that um, a fool obeys his chart and a wise man rules it. And I'm here to talk about the wise man. I mean, that is, I've been mastering my chart and activating my chart for a very long time in my life. So I understand those nuances and that's what I love to share, teach and, and help other people understand because it's very easy to fall back on, again, like victim mentality or hardships or because Saturn's here, it's difficult. And it's like, well, actually, the planets never do anything to us ever. They are actually neutral. Whatever is underlying for us, that's what is brought up, not only within our own charts, that's our personality and our, you know, our blueprint, but with what's happening collectively and what's being activated. So it's very much you are living out your chart. Like you are the cosmic alignment of the walking. You're the walking aspect of your flat 3D chart that you look at. You know, it's, 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 it still blows me away. After all these years, I still do someone's chart and go, oh my God, I can't believe that. You know, it's just incredible. Yeah. (laughs) I know that feeling that that happens a lot when I do uh, kinesiology balances on people Mm. because it's like having a new book. I always explain it like having a new book on the table every time you go into someone's stuff. It's like, oh, (laughs) this is really interesting. Um, Mastering your chart. Can you explain that a little bit more? Does that mean that if you have certain personality traits that um, that are perceived through your chart, that you can become quite self-aware of those those either strengths or virtues and work with them is that what you mean by that uh I suppose excuse me I suppose I think that to me self-mastery equals self-responsibility it it, Mm -hmm. it, you know self-mastery is knowing every nook and cranny of yourself and for me, mastering the chart means being awake, being the conscious creator of your life, you know, knowing the activations that are going on in your chart, knowing how you are reacting, how you are responding, knowing in what way you can embody the chart whilst accepting the, the flaws because they are, yeah. it's, they're, they're flaws and that's okay. We yeah. can't deny them, but we can't also become the victim to them. And that's where the fool side of things comes in. And we know many, many fools and they are the victim of their own circumstances. So they think yet yeah, it's actually just what they're creating. And, and the thing is, is that more often than not very perceived, I don't like, again, to use the word hard or easy charts because I actually don't think there is a hard chart or an easy chart. Again, Everything's neutral when it comes to astrology, but certain planets can tend to be, okay, well, these two are bumping heads, right? So they're bumping heads in your chart. How are you going to deal with that? So to understand where that's happening, someone with lots of bumps can often be really victorious in what they do, you know, whereas some people with lots of what we call the harmonious aspects and all that's easy can be quite lazy and self-indulgent because, again, there's this sort of element of, things being handed to them on a platter somewhat. And I don't use the word old soul, young soul as a derogatory thing. I don't think that it's neither of them are better or worse. I just feel like some people are here very fresh. They've had hundreds of lifetimes. I get that, but their soul is very fresh onto this earth. So they find it quite hard and they are, you know, weaker, weaker souls. And I mean, I'm, you know, only thinking of, you know, personal experience, obviously when you know someone or, uh, you know, that hasn't been through a lot, 
of of stuff yet their life is the big drama and they've always got something going on it's oh, drama yes. drama drama <laughs> you know and and oh, that's yeah. the thing it's like yeah so it's so that's where i'm sort of using that as a comparative like that's where to me it's like there's no resilience there there's no again we want some of these pushy punchy aspects in our chart and and this all comes you know when I do relationships industry stuff you know everyone wants oh we want everything to be so so harmonious and flowing and it's like that's so fucking boring I tell you I've done I've done relationship charts where their love signs are the same their sun signs their mercury signs everything's the same and I'm like (laughs) yous is just like yous are lovely and yous are gorgeous but I couldn't live like that that would just be so bland to me like I'm not a vanilla person by any means you know I'm very 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 Lilith indeed. And so, you know, to have hard aspects in synastry with a person can actually be quite the foundation of something that's stable and long lasting and, and full of passion. And you yeah, know, so it's creates that polarity, so many dynamics. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is so important to, you know, any relationship, whether it be male, female, or even same sex, you always can Mm -hmm. be within any relationship. There's usually more of a masculine and more of a feminine, regardless of the sex. It could be the man that the more, more feminine or the woman's more masculine, but that polarity is what creates attraction. And without it, everything goes a little flat. So I guess it works the same way within the science. I just wanted to rewind a little bit because um, one of the things that I think as practitioners we sometimes forget is how the information that we know and talk about on a regular basis becomes second nature and then we skim over something and people who are completely (laughs) unaware of what that even is are just like, oh, what the hell is that? (laughs) So I wanted to go back to life path numbers because you were talking about you being a nine and how that really activated a lot of things for you. Um, So first of all, I wanted to know what what does a nine even represent? So what does the nine uh, life path number represent And, and what is a life path number for those people who are not really familiar with uh, the numerology of life path numbers. Mm, okay. Um, yes, and you're very right. I I do that so much. It's it's me it too. Takes me so much. Oh, I, I get. Then that's you just why don't even think about it. You don't. You don't. It's just like second nature. Um, yeah. So ultimately, I'm on board. I'm born on the ninth. So I have a nine day. So okay. anyone born on the eighteenth, the twenty seventh, or the ninth has a nine day. That's their energy. A nine is humanitarian, the greater good. Compassion. Well, this will be interesting. This is my son, 18th. <laughs> ah, so the 18th holds a very, the 18 is still nine, but this is the cool thing. And 18 is a very interesting number. I highly recommend you read Linda Goodman's star sign book. So it's actually called star sign. She's actually got melodies in there, numerology. It's magic. It's, it's a very old book. It's very, very magical. Is that the um, big high, blue, big, no, big one? Like, no. Okay. No, no. Um, so there is a very big blue one. That's probably Gary Goldschneider's book. I I met him before he passed away, which he passed away, um, last year. Um, but he was one of my first ports of call when my first book that I got was the destiny book where you're, you know, and he does the birthday book, which is your birthday, the two pages. Yes. I grew up having those in the book, in the bookshelf. That's like a part of my childhood. I remember those books being very, and I just skimmed past them like there were nothing back then. And now I'm like, God, I wish I still had those books. (laughs) Oh yes. They are, again, they are books to go and have in in your library because I mean people would come to my house the first thing I do get all the books out sit there tell me your date of birth where I'm going to tell you about you because that's what I'm here to do and that's I've loved doing that since I was a little girl Amazing. Um, but yeah the star sign book is really interesting because 
18 holds a very, because my eldest daughter is also the 18th, uh, it holds a very different dynamic to the nine. The nine is a single nine. 18, obviously, it's one and eight. So there's eight energy and one energy, 27, two and seven. So again, it's really interesting to know the breakdown of all the numbers because yeah. they do have their own symbol in symbology um, energetically. Um, but so ultimately to get your life path number, you're adding your day, your month and your year all up. So for me, I'm born on the 9th of the 5th, 1981. I'm literally going nine plus five plus one plus nine plus eight plus one. And for me, that equals 33. So I'm a master number and you're a master number. If you're an 11, 22, 33 or 44, I haven't ever come across a 55. Um, but the master numbers just hold that double energy vibration. So it's a little bit more potent uh, depending on 11, 22, 33 or 44. Um, So that's how you get your life path. But you would still look at, for me, like even as a 33, I still look at six qualities because six is harmony, balance, you know, six life paths often work from home, you know, to cater for their family, which I've done for a long time. So, you know, there's still that relevance there, but the 33 is very much around being a teacher. Um, The 20, because the three and three are communication Mm -hmm. three is you know the energy of communication teaching studying learning it's very mental activity uh the two is more harmony uh balance partnership the ones they're singular uh the 11 life path 11 people often connect with other life paths 11 people because they have their own sort of unique language if that makes sense um they're very driven and again pioneers independent because you've got the two ones which is very singular you know um are they, yeah, so I hope that that answered are, your question. Are they um at the life path elevens usually quite a spiritual bunch? Being that all, it's an eleven. Yeah, I think all master numbers are, but the 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 shadow side of everything because there's a shadow side of everything. The shadow side of any master number or any normal number too <laughs> is can with the master numbers it seems to be a little bit more pertinent so some people can be more attached to material things and money when they should actually be releasing that in this lifetime and going towards more spiritual altruism things like that yeah yeah that's that's definitely fair um so how do people with with a life path number how does that then it gets a bit confusing and maybe this is a bit too much of an open-ended question, but you've got your chart. So that's all your astrology based stuff. So that tells us a lot about kind of why we're here and, and our aspects, doesn't it? So astrology tells does, you everything. Yeah. So then yep. how does the life path number then kind of relate back into your astrology chart? Are they just two completely different things or do they talk to each other? How does that well, sort of work? I, for me, they are very intertwined. Into, into, woven um when i have a session i will and i know that we are going to talk about liquid crystals as well but my three main things are numerology liquid crystals and astrology a numerology is numbers their energy they've been around forever they all you know the pythagoras theory like it you know working with pythagoras which is a is one b is two like that's how you're getting your numerology like ultimately numbers are forever just as the cosmic is you know the cosmic collective that has also been around forever so astrology also is made up fully of numbers we're born on a birth date at a birth time you know that then again the numerology plays a part of that and then i marry everything up and as you know liquid crystals is also based on numerology for your name which is the other ingredient to you and these are the only real tools outside of myself 
that well, they're not outside of myself because they're just who I am. Like I don't go and see psychics and things like that because no one can know me better than I know myself. Mm -hmm. And numerology, liquid crystals and astrology are for me the three pillars of that because you're not seeking external anything. You're actually constantly being pointed back home to your own soul, back home to your own journey, take self-responsibility, self-awareness, numbers of the energy. So the life path for me it will marry up in the way it sort of synergizes with the astrology. Like I have most of my planets that are, that are Venus ruled, mostly Libra and mostly Taurus. And I'm a six and six is the Venus number. So it's sort of, it's the whole thing is you can't make this shit up stuff. And then my name in my name, just in general means she who makes happy and my soul crystal and life purpose crystal in liquid crystals, which are both the same, is Peridot, which is the bringer of joy. Again, wow. can't make this shit up. So that's <laughs> yeah. where it all, that's why I love it all so much because it all just keeps coming back to that real aligned, grounded, for me it's grounded and anchored. I mean, some people think it's crazy or it's not real, but to me this is reality. You know, yeah. I wouldn't, I, I don't know how people live not knowing this shit. <laughs> you know, like I love to be prepared and aware and understand myself. Yeah. So these, th- these three tools just to me marry up perfectly. Love them so much. Self-awareness is so important to your healing journey. Just knowing, just knowing what it is that's making you tick is quite often the key to being able to figure out how to how to shift that specific aspect um just because you touched on liquid crystals I did want to talk a little bit more about those I love the liquid crystals we use them uh was one of the prerequisites with when I started my kinesiology course was to have the liquid crystal cards and I remember the first time I grabbed them and I put them in my hands I was like these are buzzing these are actually buzzing and I'm like passing them around to the people in the class I'm like can you feel these buzzing and they were all looking at me like I was a total weirdo because I went to kinesiology college with a lot of um engineers and past school teachers and <laughs> very very much not uh at that point um you know uh deeply intuitively energetically aligned they are now but um back then they were kind of like crazy lady with the buzzing cards but I was hooked on them from that point and um I know that you can use them as they are as the name suggests through a liquid uh like an essence as well so you would probably be able to tell us a little bit more about the liquid crystals because you use them quite often in your practice. Mm, yep. So have you done the course? No, no, no. We just, highly, highly recommend it. Yes, that. I've been meaning to do it, you know, like the, and it's, it's a really affordable course as well. It's only like very much. three or $400 or something for the weekend. Mm. It's just it hasn't yep. aligned yet. So I'm very much a truster as to when that's going to drop. But I yep. use the, the uh, crystal cards every, nearly every single day. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah amazing. Um, yeah, so ultimately the liquid crystals are a very sacred, um, sacred geometry, metaphysical system that Justin has uh, come up with. He's an alchemist. And they're always so baffling for me to try and contain, to be honest, like to try and understand them. I mean, sometimes the easiest way for me to say is, if you're to hold a physical crystal, that's so cool. Like I've been working with physical crystals for 20 years and I'll never not work with them. The liquid crystals are then embody the entire crystalline structure of from where the all over like the 18,000 places in the world where amethyst is found. When you're taking amethyst in your mouth, 
that is the amethyst you're taking. The whole crystal, it's like the mother tincture of all of it. And they are game changers. You know, this is the thing, like liquid crystals are game changers. And that's the best way to describe them. You're, you're taking the full in a sciencey way, that full crystalline geometric structure. Like, whereas if I'm just holding a piece of amethyst, I'm holding a part of the amethyst. Whereas when you take the liquid crystal, you're taking the entire liquid, you're, you're taking the entire crystalline energy and it's pretty friggin' magical. And, and we're minerals. Ultimately they're minerals. Like li- li- crystals are minerals. We are made up of the earth. The crystals come from the earth. So when you, you work with the liquid crystals, you will see in, in the in the book and in the manual that the actual minerals that are in them. So instead of going and taking a supplement like calcium tablet, you would just take halite. Halite is full of calcium. So yeah. if you can't sleep, which I should have taken some last night, until <laughs> 2.30 a.m. this morning, but um, yeah, you would take that. Hematite is full of iron. So instead of taking iron tablets, you take hematite. So they are minerals. So what we're doing is balancing out and bringing our bodies, our physical bodies back into uh, equanimity and equilibrium. However, and that's sort of that natural homeostasis point. However, also we're doing that on an energetic level as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're pure magic. They're just absolutely pure magic. I love them. It's quite amazing what energy can actually, like obviously energy medicine is becoming a little bit more um, mainstream, I suppose you could say with uh, things like Reiki being um, quite easily accessible and and when you say the word reiki people are like oh yeah i know what that is Mm. but there's just so many different levels of energy medicine that you can actually participate in but it's so interesting how energy can actually open up to all of the structural changes within the body as well like bringing in certain minerals and, and and things like that and that is actually one of the ways that we use the cards in kinesiology and the essences would just take it to that next level but um with bringing in uh nutrients into the body we actually use magnets to pull it out through the in- through the universe and into the body and people's levels change through magnetizing mm. minerals into the body it's incredible and so that's such amazing a to what is so amazing yeah. i'm so glad you're doing that that's incredible emily yeah it's go you really, good thing it's really cool i'm i'm a bit of a crazy kinesiology lady like you're a crazy crazy <laughs> astrology lady <laughs> but astrology i mean astrology is so amazing i grew up my my auntie was an old school astrologer with the pens and the paper working everything oh. out legend and um and so i watched that and uh you know the first thing that we would be told is what you know when 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 we were born mum would get a phone call with the exact layout of where the stars were and everything that happened and we grew up with that knowledge of who of of about at least our basic signs our whole mm. life um but even with the amount of exposure that i've had to it and the fact that i gravitated towards being in this industry this kind of energetic industry i still can't fathom how people like as you like yourself can know this much information it's just such a vast huge kind of mathematical scientific world and it just baffles my um I don't know intuitive brain it's all it all makes sense when someone tells me about it but trying to work it out for myself it's just like now I feel like I'm back at school (laughs) doing maths going I can't work that out well but the thing is is that we don't and that's the thing I'm not good at maths um so I'm like the least astro. I'm not a clinical astrologer. You know, I'm a self-taught intuitive astrologer and 
I feel astrology, so it just takes on a very different level to me. I have trained ah. clinical astrologers come to me asking me for my advice on stuff because feeling astrology and talking astrology and knowing, we all know book smart and experience are two different things. We know that. Um, not saying that, I mean, I still, you know, I've been diving into courses and I, I love astrology so much. It's a continually a learning thing. But I think the biggest thing is, is that a, when you understand your own mercury and how it works, how you assimilate information, I'm a collector of information of things that make, that light me up. And, and that is, you know, astrology and crystals, people can show me a crystal and I'll know it. And it, it's because these are the things that I've studied for such a long time. And I know you know, a scare of astrology compared to other astrologers and then them compared to others compared to others because it's this infinite well of, it's a rabbit hole of a million billion stars. Yeah. It is. And, it, and yeah. it really is. But the thing is, is that there's certain alignments, even within your own chart that would like I, one of my old astrologer friends when I was in my twenties, who I'd hang out with, she was uh, older than me and she said that there was a thesis done around what makes an astrologer an astrologer to keep going with astrology because people get very confused and overwhelmed and I see it quite simply and I feel it as well and I can just feel the chart but ultimately I have those aspects in my chart as well that you know keep me wanting keep me interested I mean when I was up at 2 30 this morning I was literally reading more about transits you know I just started to open up the book to read the front of the book I'm usually just going to the interpretation side when I'm working with clients and charts and having a look at what's going on but I actually started from the beginning and started really diving into some more stuff or I can stay up for hours diving into asteroids and I have I have a certain asteroid um I think it's Pallas Athena in my ninth house in Gemini and that's very much someone who's very connected to symbols and can understand the universe's messages. And that's why chakras and crystals and numerology and astrology. And I just, I remember all these things. My brain remembers that. And that's just how I'm wired because that's yeah. what I love. If I don't love something and I'm sort of like, I'm not someone who reads instructions to me. That's a waste of my precious, precious time. Someone tell me what to do. I'll do it. I don't want to waste my time with details and you know, these finicky sorts of things. That's just not how I work. Whereas my husband, he's the absolute opposite. He's got all of these planets in his third house and he's very meticulous. And did you read the instructions? No, I didn't. <laughs> you know, you either read them to me or just tell me what the freaking hell I need to do. I'm not wasting my time looking at all those words, but they're not going to sink in anyway. Like my brain is just a sponge for synchronicities, coincidences, which really are just two perfectly things that fit together. But, you know, that's what my brain loves. So when yeah, I remember all too. this stuff, it's just, it's just yeah. normal. When things, it's it's funny. I, I I can relate to that so much because I, I'd say that I have a much more intuitive approach to life. So I love that you have that within within astrology because that just makes me love you more. Um, but <laughs> I noticed that you know within school, I found it really hard to learn in in I guess the traditional methods of of, of teaching within the school paradox. And and it's very similar watching now my children learning. They're two very different kids. One's very um, has that ability just to grasp information that is taught in a structured environment and and assimilate it perfectly perfect epitome of what the schooling system is based on and the other one <laughs> is so highly intelligent and so highly energetically aligned but just cannot 
sit in a schooling environment and learn. Mm. And it's funny because I was just like him and I came out of school thinking that I was, you know, not very intelligent. But then my first ever job was in was in chiropractic and then following on from that went into uh, managing, I was managing pharmacies by the time I was 18. But really wow. I was basing myself on the All natural medical side stuff. of it. It was this medical stuff. Yeah, yeah but lots everything of stuff. went in like a sponge and I was like sucking it all up and it just was the mm. basis of my of my career. Um, and it was just interesting to note how you could go from being the bottom of the class in things like maths and conventional you know, mm. sciences, and then go into a different kind of science, into medical science or health science, and it all just sucks into your brain because it's like this makes sense to me. This is my this is intuitively sitting in my body like it's actual information. So I really wanted to share that because I'm sure there's lots of people out there who are just trying to find their way in life and they're feeling like defeated in some respects because they just haven't found their their niche, their area of genius. And I wish mm. I could remember, but I can never remember that Einstein quote about the fish and the walking and the water. Do you know yeah. that one? If you're trying to you can't yeah, judge, judge a fish, fish you... on walking up a tree, it's not yeah, going to yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and to, to me, all of, I do love that, that quote, yeah. And to me, all <laughs> of what you've just said too is always in the chart. Like people are like, oh, I wonder what makes a, a murderer a murderer. Look at his chart. Like I watched that ah. How to Make a Murderer or whatever on Netflix and I loved that. And all I cared about was I just wish I, I just want to know what time he was born. I just want to know what sign he is. I just want to understand wow. where his planets are because he kept going in and out of jail and did he do it? Did he not do it? I don't know if anyone's seen it, but it's frigging fascinating because it looks like a setup. But then did he do it? Because he's frigging a strange motherfucker. Like it's all this <laughs> stuff that I'm like, he must have so much 12th house stuff or he's got Neptune shit going on. Like every single thing, you know, everyone wants to label children or this or that. I'm like, it's in the chart, my friends. Like absolutely everything is there if people are just willing to learn, dive, know, understand and get past the maybe the, the because astrology is not hard. It's just, it seems hard if you don't understand the language and that's what astrology really is. It's a language. And when you start to understand it, it makes sense, but you can't go to Spain and start speaking Spanish. Like it's just not going to happen like that. It's the same with astrology. It's the exact same thing. So everything, the way you learn, obviously, you know, your, your Mercury might be in a water sign for me, maybe I'm thinking, and your sixth house must be quite active because this is all very medical health. Yeah, I'm a, six, sort of I'm a life past six, born on the sixth, life past six. Um, yeah, but I'm just thinking about your sixth house in astrology, which oh, is I have no idea, house actually. of health and the house of service. And, you know, even though it can sort of, yeah, it, it can play out in a million different ways. You might have nothing there, but I don't know. They're just sort of, they're the immediate things that just come into my head. Like as soon as people start, I'm like, oh, they're Mercury's here. Oh, oh they're Venus. Oh, they're this. Oh, they're that. Because you can see how it's all playing out just by understanding the basics of astrology. And yeah. so, because what is your sun, moon and ascendant? Uh, my sun is Virgo. My ascendant is Sagi and my moon is Scorpio. Ah, yeah. love it. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> nice little eclectic mix of that, of uh, the grounding and the passion and the outgoingness there. So it's fun. Absolutely. <laughs> love it. So good. Um, so one of the things that you just said before is that you, you were up at 2.30 in the morning. Um, now, I, I, I do a bit of channeling around energies and I did a, a forecast the other day and I actually said at the start of it, I said, this is not in alignment with whatever's happening astrologically 
psychologically. And the reason being is that I didn't even want to look at that because I wanted to channel it through. So then then I could see if I could cross-reference it with the astrology and see if it would marry up just for my own um, interest. And so one of the things that I was pulling through, and it's also a theme that I've seen recreating through not just my clients coming daily um, and but my fellow practitioners and some of the, the posts that they're posting on on Facebook and um, the events that they're putting out there they all seem to be marrying up with um, this potential energy so it's like this birthing energy and it's like we and the way that I saw it is that we've burnt back burnt everything and then we've had this major dumping of water which is just you look at our countryside and it's been all burnt off and now it's all springing to life with new growth and so everyone's feeling like it's just time to create something to birth into action and I was seeing over and over and over again actually I pulled a liquid crystal card around it and I can't I think it was with Heather Lipidolite off the top of my head uh, and emeralds. Yeah, emeralds and lipidolite. And one of them was actually explaining the sleepless nights. And then every second person I've spoken to, including myself, sleepless nights. And the sleepless nights came through as I was channeling them, saying that it's this potential energy, this kind of growth, this rebirth, this kind of kicking in. And um, so I wanted to get your, I wanted to get your professional opinion on what's happening astrologically and to see if it marries up with what I'm, what I'm experiencing. And also um, the other thing that I wanted to look into was the fact that when I came to see you at Conscious Leaders, you were talking about the end of a decade being that last decade was the earth, I believe, and then we were coming into an air decade. And you were saying that we were going to be hit with airborne virus. And then, of course, January comes up and we've got the coronavirus. And I just immediately went, Gianni, she was right. <laughs> she was like, Everything she said was going to truth. So um, in shamanic practice, air represents birth uh, and um birth and rebirth essentially Mm, so um wondering if that is also with the air aspect coming into play so what what in your uh professional opinion is happening astrologically for us at the moment and does that marry in with that birth and rebirth and and uh potential energy that we've been feeling energetically Mm, well well ultimately uh the the air energy starts when Jupiter and Saturn move into Aquarius, which starts a whole new cycle. And that's in December of this year. So it hasn't happened yet, Ah. but the building of that's happening. And the coronavirus for me is this uh, play out of the Saturn Pluto, Uh, Saturn Pluto, and then even uh, Pluto Jupiter, Uh, believe it or not, my 13 year old daughter is being taught this in her history class and about astrology and the cycles and what's happened with the black plague. And now with this coronavirus and these planets meeting up in Capricorn. And back then it was actually also in Aquarius when this happened um, back in the 1300s. Interestingly enough, it's just cycles. So, so I knew that something would happen like that because Saturn and Pluto were finally going to hit the head in January, but it was the build of all of 2019. That is what we've been feeling. And yes, it's, you know, the end of, we, we are moving that Jupiter and Saturn when they come together every 20 years from here on in. So this is the first one in 2020. So it's only every 20 years it will be in air, until we die now where we've had um, there was one lot in air, but then they've been in earth. So, but we are in a very earth sort of space at the moment with uh, Jupiter, Capricorn, I mean, Jupiter in Capricorn, Saturn in Capricorn, um, 
the South Node in Capricorn and Pluto in Capricorn. Mars has just moved into Capricorn as well. So that's some big action going on. Uranus, the planet of, uh, you know, rebellion and liberation and chaos though he's in the sign of Taurus and so so this has been coming for a while when we talk about earth stuff uh he Uranus doesn't want to be in the sign of Taurus Uranus wants to feel free and liberated and Taurus is fixed Taurus is a fixed grounded sign a fixed earth sign so Uranus hasn't been in Taurus for 84 years so again the expectation of what's going on in our world uh with the earth to me, I mean, I've been watching it. So I understood the paradox of it. Yes. It's been, you know, very damaging and, you know, we've lost whole ecosystems here in Australia. And yes, we had the fire, which was very marrying up to that Saturn Pluto. And then all the water came in again, it's extreme weather. And this really is just the beginning of this extreme weather because Uranus is only at three degrees Taurus and he will be in Taurus for the next six years. So this is the earth changing and doing what she needs to do in her own cycle. And uh, we all, you know, people are waking up, which is great, and uh, wanting to, you know, really pay attention, which is amazing. But on the fact, you know, getting back to your question with the rebirth and feeling this potential energy, I mean, absolutely, I suppose that it's present there because we are at the beginning of a brand new decade. There is this, we've finally come out of this Saturn Pluto. I mean, yes, they're still hanging around each other, but next month, Saturn for the first time in 30 years moves into the Aquarius to give us a little taste of what's to come over the next two and a half years when he moves in there properly in December. So we want to take note, you know, in, in March and April and I think March, April, even May before he moves back into Capricorn in his retrograde. But he is going to give us this insight and innovative new way of seeing things. And again, lift us from that earth to the air. And this very much does feel like a rebirth. It's the same with Venus this year going retrograde in Gemini. Uh, Venus retrograde is a bit of a big deal. Mercury retrograde, not so much. Uh, you know, yes, things happen and things can be a little bit cross-wired because Mercury is our brain, the way we communicate, the way we assimilate ideas. It's technology. It's us driving in our car and, yeah, losing our keys. You know, it's those things. So when Mercury is retrograde, we're having to go backtrack over things that we've missed the past few weeks. Like that's ultimately what we're doing. If we're not, if we're not aware and watching what's going on in the shadow period of Mercury, well, the Mercury retrograde period could be quite difficult for people. So ultimately, it's all just a, a reset and a slowing down and a refocus. And people don't want to do that because everyone wants to be busy and wear that badge <laughs> of honour of being busy and having my, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I can't even, it's like, well, you know, you're missing life if you're so busy, right? And Mercury wants you to slow down. Whereas something like Venus, Venus only retrogrades every 18 months. She is something to watch out for. And the same as Mars, he only retrogrades every two years. We have both of them retrograding this year. We have all planets retrograding in 2020, all of them, every single one. The sun and the moon don't retrograde. But um, yeah, so Venus in this air sign as well, we're getting to experience all this air sort of energy again. So yes, you know, whilst the, this thing that I was talking about, Jupiter, Saturn, this new cycle of air, we're getting a lot of this air taste this year as well, which is exciting and it is exhilarating because all of a sudden we're you know, we've been in heavy, dense earth. And if you've built a really solid foundation and not sort of tried to bypass that and, you know, avoid, escape, be scattered, not really have a solid structure, well, that structure, you know, your future is what you're doing now. So what you've been creating the last few years, 
this is this is it now. Like we are we are just about to build this motherfucking castle, and it's going to breach yeah, the air wow. if you're lucky, you know. So it's very exciting, exhilarating times uh, that we're in. Um, and I just, yeah, and it just feels to me, there's just this level of anticipation and excitement and like, Oh, what's next? I can feel it. It's juicy, you know? So if we, if we were talking to all the small business owners out there who have been steadily building their businesses for the last couple of years, and they've felt, you know, that slow and steady, um, progression, which I've, I've noticed with a lots of, 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 I talk to a lot of business owners, um, a lot of them have seen like rapid growth and then a lot of them have seen slow and steady. Could we assume that there's a possibility for those slow and steady people to really start to see some takeoff and lift off this year and next year coming into that new energy? Um, look, you know, I don't, I mean, I, I suppose I don't like to generalise everything, but I do generalise shit too because I'm a paradox and I'll say one thing and then I'll say something else that contradicts that because <laughs> we love being human and that's what happens. But I suppose things like that, it's like if this business is meant to succeed, it mm. will. That's how I see things. Ah, like there is brilliant. no, so if it is meant to succeed, it will succeed because we see businesses that take off really quickly and two years later they've shut down. Okay. We see businesses that have been building the long haul and on some, on, I do want to say, yes, what you're saying is right. I do want to say that my feeling of, of structure and success long-term, you know, we want to build a solid foundation to have long-term success. And if that's what's for you, you, I I do feel yes, that you have much more potential in really reaching those goals um, over the next few years. Absolutely. Beautiful. That's kind of a nice segue into my next question, actually, because I was going to ask you if Mercury retrograde, Mercury retrograde, sorry, was such an asshole or <laughs> whether it wasn't so much. But you kind of covered that before in saying that it's really about working with the energy and and kind of making us slow down and go back and dot the I's and cross the T's. Yeah. 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 So one of the uh, questions that I wanted to ask you in regards to business is that you've been in the spiritual industry for 20 years or so. And I wanted to see what your take is on the current climate and how it has changed for you since you started out. Oh gosh. I feel like like a really old person now. Um, No, not at all. I'm only 30 and I've been in the industry for 10 years and it's changed huge amounts in 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was in the industry just before I sort of, well, you know, in the industry, you know, awakened, doing the work, meeting Louise Hay, meeting Wayne Dyer, doing all the things, right? very early on. And and back then you had to go and meet these people, you know, yeah. like that's what you had to do. You weren't just sharing memes on Facebook and watching Facebook lives, you know. There wasn't so, really much of a Facebook there was, um, profile. Well, there was nothing. There was, but not, not spiritually. Oh, not, and, but not 20 years ago, there was nothing. There wasn't there was even nothing, Facebook. No, that's so right. even I mean, 10 years you, ago, nothing. Yeah. I mean, even 10 years ago, I didn't even have Facebook 10 years ago. Yeah. So um, yeah. I can't speak from there, but of late, you know, it's just loud. There's a lot of loudness going on in the spiritual world. And to be really honest, I think that there's a lot of heart missing, to be completely honest. Um, not a lot of actual work being done, but a lot of a lot of noise and photo shoots and Bali retreats and a lot of things taking people out of their everyday life because it's great to go on a retreat and it's great to be in a course and a workshop and a group and a meditation like those things are amazing and they can really help your solar plexus chakra to gain confidence and start 
to ingest new ideas and inspirations. And it's beautiful being around a community of people. Absolutely beautiful. It's just the reality of life is that you live in a house and you, you know, drive your car and you pay bills and you cook dinner and you hang your washing out. And I think that that's where I'm not, certainly not an old dog who's not willing to learn new tricks. I've opened up and really opened to what's happening. I just, I'm finding that there's just not a lot of substance, uh, you know, at the moment. And that's just at the moment, you know, the climate changes in, in the industry all the time. But right now, uh, that's what I'm seeing a lot of is a lot of emptiness and a lot of make six and seven figures. And, you know, if that's your drive, great. That's not the drive of the heart and, and the universe knows your intentions. You know, I love that the universe is a secret, not so secret super spy. Like he knows everything <laughs> anyway. So you can't actually ever hide from him no matter what you're doing. Um, I just think that it's changed in such a huge way and and my husband sort of you know we were talking about this year because it's the year of the rat and I've sort of like yep the rats will rise you know the spiritual rats will rise the gurus will fall everything's coming to a head because we we're being asked to be more dis- a be more discerning with who we trust who we give our time energy and money to um you know who we want to give any sort of uh, space into our own energetics, you know, like that is so sacred. And when it's the constant, this hopping, this hopping, this hopping, this hopping, I'm like, oh, I mean, you know, energy, you work with bodies, you must see this shit all the time. Like people are just so fucking confused. They're fucking frazzled energetically. They are just, their auras are fucking broken is what yeah. they are. And they don't even know it because they're, they're clapping and they're doing some shit and having <laughs> activations every other week. It's like, but you fucking, you can't pay your bills, mate. Like, or, or you, you know, or you're still doing the same stuff. You're not actually out of the pattern. You know, there's an element of the quickening. So things are speeding up. So what I love about the new climate is that everyone is waking up. Like, that's what I love because I feel like I've been waiting for this for 20 years to, to be able to speak the language that's normal for me. And this is just how I've been living for 20 years. So it's delightful that so many more people are waking up. It's just now sort of bulldozing the, the, the crap and finding the people that are really, that have really honed in on, on knowing themselves and not outsourcing constantly, but actually insourcing. You know, that's, that's what I notice the most is we want to, we want to come together. Yes. You know, this is, uh, this is, we're moving into the Aquarian age. So yes, this is about tribe and collective and community. And I love that. And I think that that is magic. We just don't want it to be this exclusive fake community. You know, yes. like that's what we don't want it to be. So that is, that is absolutely the perfect words, the exclusiveness, um, because exclusive to some people sounds special. It sounds like you've been chosen. It sounds like it talks to that inner child that didn't get chosen to be a part of the cool group and is now being allowed to sit with the cool group. And that exclusiveness, again, it sounds really appealing for a lot of people, but whenever I hear the word exclusive, I hear the word excluding. <laughs> You're excluding. And from a spiritual practice, we are not excluded from each other. We are all connected. Every single being on this planet is on the same level 
of mm. greatness. We're, mm. some, some are still trying to figure out their way and they're still trying to figure out what they're supposed to be doing with their greatness, but that doesn't mean they're any more worthy of that greatness than anybody Absolutely. else. So exactly. that exclusivity is one of the things that I, I, I really... I guess I have been triggered by in the community because the <laughs> spiritual community should always be about that acceptance of all and acceptance of the light and the dark as well is coming into play. And I think for myself, that's something that I forgot in the, um, in the transitioning. I got really triggered and I, I wanted to speak about this because lots of people are getting triggered, especially the people who've been in the industry for a longer time or who have followed the industry for a long amount of time have seen things change and they've seen all of these things and they've become triggered. And I certainly did. I got very contracted because uh, I met a few people that are kind of a part of this new wave and uh, I was questioning the authenticity. I was questioning the exclusiveness. I was questioning all of those things and I became very contracted and I wanted to step away from it because it didn't, it, it didn't feel aligned to me. Um, but the problem in doing that was that I noticed that I was cutting myself off from making connections with the people who are really authentic and they might still be a part of this world because it's all the same world, but they're, you know, it is, it's kind of like kind of having to navigate through all of this, the fluff to find the mm. gems, but I was just removing myself completely and going, I'm not even going to bother because it's all fluffy and I can't see mm. the gems out outright. So I think it's the the forgetting that there is light and dark in the world and there is going mm. to be right and wrong. And the paradox is a part of, you know, what helps us to, to grow. So if some of this, the fluffiness around actually helps to put it on people's radars, helps people to... Mm wake up I'm sure that once they get that initial uh navigation or wake up they will then be able to sift through whether it is fully in alignment for them and I hope I hope for those new beings that are just starting to wake up the younger souls if you will I hope that they will be able to navigate themselves towards somebody that is in alignment with helping them on their day-to-day -day stuff as well. And, and that very human stuff that you were just talking about before, about the fact that we still have families to come home to and we still, and not everyone um, can just drop everything and go to Bali. And, you know, I hold retreats and retreats, I don't want to dismiss or turn anyone off retreats because retreats are containers that are so powerful and they are so so needed especially for people who are being burnt out or who do need that space mm. just away from all their responsibilities to tune into themselves but not everyone can go and do that every six months like mm. if you can that's amazing and, and and make that happen for yourself but with mums and you know mums especially like we just have so many responsibilities that we might be able to do that once a year twice a year if we're if we're lucky if we're fortunate enough mm. to have that environment so for all of those people out there who can't make it to those things all the time again it's giving them that idea that that's what they have to do in order to find themselves and you can do it and, you, and you're not missing out on anything and no. and yeah you know a retreat is a beautiful thing I've I hold them I've been to them like it's it's the intention that escaping to an, a retreat escaping away from your normal life that's that's what I'm seeing with my eyes it's just like I go to a retreat for five days I'm enlightened everything's great no guess what you're going to go back home and have to pay bills that's what you're actually going to have to do and the fact that if you can 
if you can be enlightened, like it's the favourite quote of ever is before enlightenment, you chop wood, carry water, and after enlightenment, you chop wood and you're carrying fucking water. You're yeah. not. That's that's the thing. If you can hold yourself and not need retreats and and not and not retreats like what you're talking about, not those just like mama, I need a week break, a weekend break, you know, that's I'm nourishing myself and I'm giving myself back to fill my cup up. Absolutely not. I'm talking about these the the rife spiritual escapism <laughs> deploying tendencies to not want to show up in just reality, which is amazing, and they want to escape reality, thinking that that's the key to enlightenment. When that's that's what's hugely is what I'm seeing, and that to me is what's really ass about. Because yeah. by running away from yourself and running away from yes, being in a container held, I've done them myself. I love stunning stuff like and and can really shift things absolutely but then you've still got to come home and you've still got to you've still got to do that and it might last fluffy for a week you know if you're lucky and and see this is this is what I master and I'm literally holding a 12-month container called everyday enlightenment magic in the mundane because I want these women that I've got I you know they've already they've all signed up it's sold out but I want these women to be able to understand enlightenment, to bust these spiritual myths that you've got to escape reality, to be enlightened, to be happy, to find joy, to find your twin flame, all the bullshit that's set, that's, that's been spoken around and that all they've got is their four walls. Like what have you got when no one else is around? Is it nice to be held in support in that container? Absolutely. And it's fucking vitally necessary sometimes for your own spiritual development. Absolutely. But it's not everything. And if you hook onto that it's everything and that's the only way you can process and that's the only thing that yes. you've got that you think spiritual then you've missed the point the fact that you're just alive sitting on a couch watching Seinfeld you're astonishing you're fucking astonishing but you think you need to be doing all the fucking things and you don't and yeah. that's the thing these people aren't missing out on anything they're gaining stuff by not jumping on every little thing that they see. I watch people course jump and spiritual jump and hop and blah, blah, blah. And they don't integrate one part of it into their lives. Not yeah. one part because yeah. they're constantly doing all of the things. They're not actually being it. They're not actually embodying any of it. They're just learning more stuff all the time that they can sort of, you know, make photo shoots about and verbally put on Facebook every yeah. fucking three seconds. <clears throat> listen it's, to your on, listen to your alignment because your your inner self, your intuition will tell you what you need. And when you see something and it speaks to your soul or you meet someone and they speak to your soul, that's when you need to follow. Not not this kind of it's almost like keeping up with the Joneses in some way. Like, oh, oh this person's doing so this. And, so I need to do this as well. And one of the things that I always tell my clients, which I, I just I just really can't emphasize enough is that we are a spiritual being having a human experience we're having a human experience we're supposed to be human we're supposed to have that a human experience if our soul was coming in here to become so enlightened that we are no longer human then we wouldn't be having a human experience we'd be staying in source like that's where we would be we're here to do the human stuff so it's not about transcending your ego or not having an ego it's about being aware of it and making friends with it and being yeah. you and, like you said, being able to find the magic in the mundane and whatever it takes for you to be able to do that is a good thing. But, again, you shouldn't rely on all of those things to make up who you are because who you are at the end of the day is 
perfect in all of your imperfections. It's just self-awareness. And, and, and that's what I say about spiritual development too, because a lot of people who are, I guess, especially um, I, I see this a lot with men, uh, it not uh, non-awoken men, um, but also some women, uh, the spiritual word wigs them out. They're like, oh, you know, that's all this, that, and all the rest of it. And they think they've got this perception that spirituality looks like either religion or wearing hippie pants and sitting on meditation pillows. That's, that's their boxes that they're putting it in. But spiritual development, all it is is self-development. It's just mm. understanding that there's more of you than just this bag of bones and flesh in front of you. And that more can lead you to the spaces of happiness within the mundane. And it's not because you have to leave the mundane. It's about just being okay with the mundane and finding what in the mundane lights you up in your, in your day to day. So I love that. I love the it's way magic. that you explained that. That's so perfect. And I hope that for anyone who's listening to this, if they've been resonating with all of those things, this gives them a little bit of a kind of reality check or a bit of hope to say that they don't have to be running around doing all of these things every week and that they can still get involved with things when they come up if they speak to their souls. But that does not mean that they have to be doing all of those things in order to be mm-hmm. Um, accepted as a as a spiritual I find being. Knowing the people that I know, I know a lot of people in the industry. I I don't even like the word spiritual, and I and that's twenty years. So for me, I I use it very sparingly if I have to. But it is an industry at the end of the day. Yeah. But for me, it's the people that do do the things all the time that don't progress in their everyday life. And so I often see those as clients that they've done a lot but they haven't been anything besides the doing, the trying to, you know, be what that person wants them to be or now I need to express or expose in this way because that was the activation that person gave me. Like all of this stuff is so, it's a, it's a big part of it and, yes, we are these infinite, potential, incredible, multifaceted humans with the capacity to time travel and talk to aliens and do all of the things. I mean, I've been doing that energetic work for 20 years, but the thing is, is that the practicality of it and bringing it into your everyday life, then it, then you're merging with it. And it's not this separate thing. There's this merging because we are physical. We are alive. And thank God, how amazing is it to be in a physical form, to be able to do all the magical things, you know, and not just sit around and meditate and be activated every five seconds. I mean, me and Sarah Wilder, um, from the fifth element, she came and had a big business session with me the other day and we were just talking after the session and then we were, I was like, oh, and the fucking activations every five seconds. She goes, activations don't do shit. I said, can we make that a podcast? And, and she's like, yeah, we wrote it down. We're like, that's going to be what it's called. Activations don't do shit. And, <laughs> and we're saying that, you know, we're saying that with a lightheartedness because they they do and they don't you know if you're yeah. really awake and aware and switched on absolutely you can you can have these things but realistically they're not change are they changing the way that you show up and how you hang your washing out or if you get a red light if you're running late like that is who you are <laughs> yeah. you are your own medicine and those things show me hella more than who you are than you pop popping to you know eight million sound healings every four days you know like that doesn't mean anything to me you know yeah. that that's all just that's all just keeping up with the joneses you know yeah, and again it's, it's if you're, you, it is it is yeah. you're, you're re- and like you said if there are people out there 
I'm not, I'm not cynical. I want you to know that it's coming from a very, you know, a wealth of knowledge and, and Henry Rollins says it is that knowledge without mileage is bullshit. And, and that is, that is the key to 2020 and beyond is knowledge without mileage is bullshit. We need experienced people holding space and the people that are inexperienced you know, that's what's falling away at the moment. And they're the very, 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 very loud ones. And that's okay because guess what? We've all been at the beginning of our journey. I was very loud 20 years ago, but I just didn't have social media to fucking (laughs) do it to everyone. You know, I was meeting people and wanting to change everyone's life. Read Louise, hey, come and do this, do this, do this. Your life will change. Astrology, I was that too, but I didn't have this platform. And, you know, I I didn't have that and I'm fine, uh, you know, and that's the thing. And so it's not, know know that it's not a judgment it's an acceptance that they are at the beginning and yes yeah. some of them are teachers or leaders or whatever but they are at the beginning and and, yeah. and there's a, there's a big bunch of them at the beginning and that's okay like you called it the new wave and yes it is a new wave and there is beauty and magic to it and there is and it and it is this real sense of oneness and I love it but it's still the beginning it's still yeah. the beginning and let's 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 sort of see where it is in 10 years because again this this whole climate I love how you called it like the spiritual climate you know that will all Things, things are starting to just, you know, they're starting to settle and shift into their sort of natural spaces at the moment. So it's, it's yeah. very fascinating times. And I'm just staying open and curious. That's how I've done it because I have been judgmental about it. And then I, and I realised that that's not going me to too. get me anywhere. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I, mean, I, I totally own that. my judgment. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, like I said, now I'm not coming from a place of judgment. That's what I mean. I'm not coming from that place now, but yeah. I have been in that place because, you know, someone who's done a lot of work for a lot of years, you know, watching that, you know, there's, there's an element of danger sometimes with, I mean, I, I, I've seen. Yes. That was where a, the judgment a, a really came from with me. Exactly. Yeah. And I've seen a, cu- a conscious, awake, amazing couple giving relationship advice. They've been together for six motherfucking months. I honestly was nearly raging. I think yeah. I was nearly yeah. raging. I'm like, holy fuck. And like my husband said, there are some things you need experience for. Please do not give relationship advice. If you haven't even done like seven years together, like I'm not even going to take you seriously if you haven't done a full seven years yeah. <laughs> because yeah. there are cycles in astrology. And if you haven't got through it six months, you haven't even had a baby yet. Like you haven't even had a chance to have a baby and you're telling me that you're conscious and awakened and you're giving me advice. Like, and I'm not better. That's the thing. I'm not better. But the thing is, is that that's something that needs experience. And that's where some of these very inexperienced people are trying to sort of come out and, and tell people what to do. And it's like, hey, the biggest thing that I love to, to share is focus on you, you know, focus on yourself, heal and work with yourself before you have this need and desire to go and fix everyone else. You know, yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. what I'm seeing more of in this past 20 years is everyone does one workshop and all of a sudden that's it that I'm now a teacher of this and it's like no no yeah. no 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 I wrote down first I wrote down don't give your power away that was what came to me as you were speaking is that you know uh, you know some of these some of the people out there and 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 there's no naming names or pointing fingers at anyone um or anything because there are a lot of amazing people out there doing amazing work mm. and this is not Absolutely. not to turn people off going down those avenues or or if they're called to go and work with someone to not work with 
the, the message here is just don't give your power away to any anything, to not anyone mm. having you. Remember mm. to allow yourself to listen to what actually resonates with you and use your filter, your inner filter to throw out something that doesn't necessarily relate to you either. There is no gospel. There is no book when it comes to, again, I I think I'm not totally on board with the word spiritual either, which is why I always refer it back to the spiritual slash the self because I think it's mm, just the I self, like right? Mm. So the self, there is no right or wrong or there is no book exactly. because everyone's self is so, is such, so different and so eclectic that we really just need to figure out what works for us. So mm. if you need to shake yourself up and you need to have a rest and you need to have some time away from all your responsibilities, then use your navigation to be pulled into whatever program, retreat, anything it is that you think is going to give you that full body energetic shakeup that you need just to get back mm. online with yourself. But then remember that there's an integration point after every, every client that comes to see me for a balance or for a healing session, they get off the table and I said, right, your body's going to go heal itself now. So we might be done here, but there's four days, five days, however long their body indicates, where your body's actually doing the work because you're the one who can fix yourself. I'm here as your practitioner to help to identify where the blockages in your energy field are and help your body to actually neurologically connect with the fact that there's a blockage there so it realises it's there. That's what I'm doing. Then your body's going to go away with its knowledge back intact and go, oh, shit, I need to heal this. And that's, mm -hmm. I think, the way that life should go. Anything that you go to or anyone that you work with should really just be helping you to connect the dots that are already mm. internally within you. And then you Absolutely. should be able to have your power back to go back and work that out. In my industry, I believe that it should be almost a redundant um, thing. Like I should become redundant eventually to you. If I'm doing my job right, you shouldn't need me in the end. You should oh, be able to absolutely. do it all yourself. Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh, that's, that's, that's probably some of my, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we still need, you know, that's, that's okay, the processing. But the thing it's is, a, is that, a, I mean, that's probably one of my most favorite compliments I ever got from a client after like two sessions. She was like, it's like you want to teach me everything and then you never want to see me again. And I said, fucking bingo. That's yeah. exactly what I yeah, want to do. Exactly. I don't need people to be coming to see me. I love it. And I love holding space for them, but all I'm ever doing is pointing them straight back to themselves. Yeah. I am not, I am yeah. not here to fix them, heal them, claim I know them better than themselves because I don't, I'm helping yeah. you to remember. Cause if you don't understand your chart, but you know yourself, you're the one experiencing your chart. So you teach me in the session just as much as I'm helping you to recall and remember certain things, helping you to relax around, oh, that is a thing in this lifetime for me. Boom, I've got the relationship issues going on. Boom, got that. You know, yeah. this is the thing. It is about very much about not giving your power away and really being discerning, being so discerning with your time, your energy and your money. Because yeah. my husband said, and it's the first time he's ever said it and just with what's going on in this climate at the moment, he goes charlatans. And I said, yes. So it's very weird. We've actually gone back to that, which is okay because this is the cycle, right? We've yeah. got to go back to these people that are driven for money. They're, they're hooking onto something that they think is a industry because they're preying on weak people, right? So it's very easy for them to go in all guns blazing. I'm going to make you six figures. Fuck 
off. Like if I see six or seven figures again, I actually might shoot myself in the foot (laughs) because if that is your prime drive in life, I mean, do we deserve abundance and money? Absolutely. I love money and money loves me. I don't have a problem with abundance or a problem with money. And I don't have any of these perceived abundance issues either that the spiritual community likes to nab on people. But the thing is, is that if that's your selling point, if getting naked and talking about money is your selling point for your product, (laughs) fuck me. You have got, wow, is all I'm going to say. I just have to say, wow, if that's your, if that's the way you sell yourself is money and nudity, that, that shocks me. And I'm just like, fuck, I've got such a, you know, I've booked out four months in advance. I book out, I've got such a successful business. I've always kept my clothes on. Like fucking go me. I'm like, I'm like a rare person at the moment. Yay. Go Emily. We don't want you to take our clothes on. Yay. Yes. And people still come to us. I oh know. my God. Who would have thought we I are now I the know. rare one ones. Of the, one of the things that I, I said to my partner the other day, I'm like, when has it ever been? And I mean, like socially acceptable, take that as you will. I mean, I, I think we all do things that are not necessarily society accepted but when has it ever been socially acceptable to publicly broadcast how much money you make like i i mean if somebody mm. walked up to me and said hey this is how much i earn per week i'd be like whoa i probably don't need to know about what's in your bank account and what's not in your bank account but i'll i'll, I'll talk to you about who you are as a person and what you love like i just don't get like i, I love money too and I, I know that money's not something we should ever be ashamed of but i no, just no, I don't understand not. how we're leading in conversations with figures exactly. at the moment it just seems very yeah. foreign very foreign to me but one very of the things foreign that to I me sort of thought just before this kind of came to me was there's a difference between building a community and building an empire building an empire you're ruling over that empire you are basically getting those people to keep returning back to you for your guidance for your permission to be able to um always need you to always pay, repay you in some way because you think of an m, m like a, somebody who rules an empire they rule that empire what they say goes building a community is building a community of self-sufficient people if you lived in a community you wouldn't want a community full of people who couldn't look after themselves or do things that they needed to do because they'd always be on your doorstep all the time asking for your help and you'd become exhausted so the yeah. way love it and 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 spiritual community and and um you know enlightened community it really should be based Mm. around making self-sufficient people be able to navigate their lives better because that's that's the change that's the new world absolutely yes really hoping to to create so any of the empire creators out there (laughs) stop bloody creating empires Be a millionaire. That's cool. Like have all the money, but you know, like you don't, you know, have some fucking integrity, my friend, you know, have some integrity. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it it is an interesting climate that we are all in at the moment. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah, again, to the people who have listened, uh, through, through this, I, and are feeling that activation within themselves. Just try to drop into yourself and not get too closed off in the judgment of that um, and the mm. fear that comes along with that because that's another thing that's really triggering is the fear because we've got mm. the charlatan stuff kind of coming back in. It's like, oh, who should I invest in and what do I need? Again, your personal navigation system, you, you're the power. When you find someone, when you meet someone, when you talk to someone, when you listen to someone on a podcast, you'll know, yeah. you'll know. You'll be you like, can feel. That's yeah. right. You know, for me, and that's what I've, and, and that's the thing. That's what I've been saying for 20 years is that you feel 
someone who's authentic. You feel that. You feel that through. Uh, you feel that through a screen. You feel that through words. You feel that. And the thing is, is that you know, I say to people all the time in my talks, in my blah blah blah, everything I do, I, I'm always like, don't even listen to me because I'm not here to tell you who you should be or what you should de- do. Do not follow me. Follow you. That is the only thing. Like the only thing I'm actually good at is being who I am. Like none of this stuff that I've talked about, nothing else. The only thing I know how to be is who I am. And that's the only thing I'm good at. And if that's the only thing I ever seed into someone is that you are enough. You don't need someone telling you your life path. If this person's your motherfucking soulmate, which he's not, if you're asking, let's just put that one out of the water. You know, you, (laughs) you are constantly seeking those scraps of fulfillment, constantly that you're missing the point and that and that's the only seed I ever want to give to people that's the only legacy is that you are you have everything you need to know within you and when you can drown out and when you've got the power and the strength and you are your own anchor and pillar and you do not let outside stuff sway you fuck you are a force to be reckoned with and I'm telling you coming from a very grounded way that is how I live my life I am not swayed by anything outside yes like I said I have I I have last year found some judgments coming up around this new, very new young sold wave of people. However, I got through that and I I pierced and penetrated and really went to their hearts and went, you know what? They're fucking good people. They're just at the beginning. They're just at the beginning. They're the baby steps. They're They're the toddler right now. And that's cool. But just if you were the toddler trying to teach people, remember that the, the words and you it's powerful and it can change people's lives in good or bad. And there is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I mean, to me, the industry definitely didn't, I would never have used the word dangerous 20 years ago. Now I would use the word dangerous. There is a lot of dangerous people out there, you know, claiming to be these, you know, the best coaches in the world and conscious leader friggin' not, 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 Consciously, I just said conscious leaders, but not in that text. I just meant conscious people coming out and going, I'm going to tell you what to do and, you know, this sort of element there. So there's a lot of this really strong, you know, weekend warrior workshop people, you know, we go to the weekend warrior workshop and then that's it. Then now we are that person and that's what I mean. Like this takes time and you want it to take time. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. Like, Becoming, unlayering yourself and unfurling and discovering yourself is all a part of the journey. We don't want it to be over after one retreat or one workshop or, you know, a few sessions with one person. We really want this to be an incredible unraveling. So that's what I would say. I would say, you know, let it unfurl organically. Trust yourself. Don't listen to me or anyone else. Listen to yourself first and foremost because you know it. You've got it all there. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to wrap it up there, but thank you so. so much for today. It's been so interesting chatting with you. I feel like I could chat to you all day about all of these layers. <laughs> <laughs> so many layers. I know, I know. So thank you again so much for talking to us today. And if anybody wants to get hold of you or book a session with you, where can they find you? Uh, so just pop on to tiani.com.au. That's my best place and feel free to amazing and i will put a link in the bio of the podcast as well to tiani's website and tiani do you have any events coming up that you wanted to share with us 
didn't ask. Um, so I am up the coast at Soul Sister Circle speaking and doing a full moon drumming on March the 10th. That's from oh, six to nine. So you can find that. That's up at uh, like Marucci door. So you can find that on Eventbrite. Um, and I do have a, I'm doing a deep immersive astrology weekend. I usually do it over six weekends to learn how to start reading your chart. I am doing that for around 11 people that will be held in North Brisbane, uh, the first weekend of April. So again, if you're interested, just feel free to flick me an email. Incredible. That sounds really good. I might have to have a look at that myself. Ah, I would love to see you there. (laughs) Fantastic. Okay. Well, thank you so much again. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, beautiful.